This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Report for Thursday, July 16, 2020. Another crazy week on the farm. I thought this week I would use a bit of a format. Start off by uh, talking about what I'll call the hive report, just how the hives are doing. Then I'll get involved with a bit of the farm report, what's happening on the 30 acres that we seeded, what flowers are happening, and so on. Then I'll talk a little bit about projects for the week and, and what we've accomplished. So let's start with the hive report. So it's been very hot, and then we've got some rain. And as I'll talk about different different clovers have started to emerge on the property, and, and the bees are very excited. Some of the hives, when you go by, they sound like aircraft engines ready to take off. Um, I've been monitoring closely uh, some of the hives that I split, uh, and also some of the hives that were put in the top bar hives. The interesting part to all this is it seems that the bees are getting ready as they would in the early spring for, for a lot of nectar because I think they can tell that the 30 acres of clover and the balanza clover at the one end uh, near the bush has been blooming. And the bees have been working that every afternoon. In the morning, they continue to work the purple thistle and some of the other flowers and some of the clovers. So, so they've been very busy. The... The hives that I moved into the top bar hives, I tried a few different techniques. And it looks like two out of the four are doing extremely well. Um, one of them we actually uh, caught uh, that hive in, so it's extremely busy. In the log hives, we added uh, three um, poplar logs this week, log hives. And uh, they are just uh, ready. We've I've put some uh, essential oil sort of... Uh, fragrances in there that's supposed to help uh, bees find it and so that's exciting and hopefully they will um, they will be able to go and uh, find that should they start to swarm a number of the hives continue to beard which means there's a significant number of bees outside of the hive and they look like they're about ready to uh, to swarm as well one of the big challenges I have right now is actually I have to weed eat in front of the hives where the entrances are because the the clovers and so on have started to grow so much with this rain but the bees are so active i'm going to have to get my my gear on all my bee protection equipment today just to weed eat around the hives because they're so busy they look like they're just they're just bees everywhere and they'll accidentally bump into you or get caught in your hair and sting you and that's not good for them nor for the person cutting the grass so overall i'd say the hives are doing excellent i have a little concern of two or three of them that I keep watching and, and trying to see what's going on. They may be queenless, and so we're going to be uh, talking about a future project uh, shortly, uh, how we're going to try to fix that. Now, on the farm, the balanza clover is blooming, which is surprising. It's very short because of the drought, but it is blooming, and the bees are loving it. You just walk, and you can hear them um, work, the, work that clover. The hairy vetch is starting to uh, bloom. That's that purple flower quite beautiful and then there's also the crimson clover and just this past two days we saw some white hubam clover which is apparently one of the finest clovers that bees look to use from now until pretty much frost and so there's a abundance of clover now if not for that 30 acres of clover planted the bees wouldn't really have a lot right now it's kind of in that they called it a dearth or sort of a break before the goldenrod happens in the fall. Uh, there are soybeans next door, but I have a feeling the bees are going to prefer to to stick with the clover as it continues to, to bloom and give them a lot of space. So the final dilemma I have is um, 
about whether or not I should cut some of the pigweed that's growing up around the clover because I don't want to accidentally clip any of the uh, clover, which would stop it from blooming. And I want to make sure that I do it at a time when there are no bees in the clover. So that's going to be a bit of a challenge. It might look a little messy. I might just leave it and let nature take its course, or I may do a bit of cutting with the with the chopper. As far as future work, I had a bit of a dilemma on some of the hives. that There's about two or three that I'm worried that they're queenless. I'm going to go have a look at them probably tomorrow when it's sunny out because today it's raining, which is giving me a chance to do this podcast. But also, you know, if you get around bees when it's raining, they're kind of nasty. They're not in a good mood, and it's not a good time because, first of all, they're all home. No one's out foraging. So every one of those 30, 40, or even 50,000 bees are just in that house just packed sort of like a covid isolation they just get a little itchy and they're not really happy so you want them to be out flying and and you know doing their thing when you when you go have a look and i don't like to open up the hives but there's two or three of them that are concerning and i'm going to have to find out if there's queens or not to do the following and and that is for the first time ever um the local bee um group that i work with uh purchase products from is going to be uh, releasing queen cells. So there's actually queens still in the cell, and they'll be ready to hatch shortly. And you basically place them in a hive, and it's a bit risky because that that queen that hatches then has to go out and mate, and there's a chance it could be eaten by birds. Uh, there could be all kinds of risks, but at least it gives your hive an extra chance if they're queenless. So. If I can find out a hive that is queenless. Now, one of the other recommendations that I'm kind of struggling with is you're supposed to put two of them in a hive to make sure that, you know, the chances are survival. But if you put two queen cells in and they they hatch or one hatches before the other, the one will just kill the other anyway. So I'm I'm a little, well, I'm going to have to talk some more to the experts about uh, why that might be a strategy. So I'm going to try to look at that for some of them. Um, Most of the hives will be looking at... um, probably two or three weeks from now, treating with formic acid, which is a natural way to fight mites. Uh, we have one hive, the tree pad hive, that has just gone crazy. It is, you know, I there's, I think, one, two, there's two boxes on top of the three, four, there's four boxes on this hive, and if I put a box on every week, they'd probably fill it uh, with honey, because I, I have a suspicion there's two queens in this hive, there's something going on, because it's, it's just, the, the volume of bees is just unbelievable. I've not seen anything like it. We did do a split with that hive, and that hive is also uh, pretty much out of control. So I may try to even split that other hive. Uh, so make a split from the split, if you will, and see if that uh, genetics can be transported into another hive. Um, just because of the virility of it, it just looks incredible. It'll be a bit late, so I'm not sure how they're going to make it, but it might be an interesting experiment to see if we can create a split uh, from that other hive. So uh, in this upcoming week, I'm hoping to um, look at the queening of the other hives, and hopefully we'll get some swarms that will choose to stay and, and begin to populate our log hives. We have three of them now that are empty. The others are all full. The one hive I'm a little... The, the one closest here, we call it log hive number one. It's on a spruce. And there are bees in it, but they're not flying. And I, I I don't want to open it up from the top. I just want to keep observing from the outside. But there's not a lot of activity of coming and going. And I'm a little concerned that they're queenless or it's, it's just some weird colony. And I'm going to keep an eye on them. 
Uh, there's not much you can do in a log hive, but just observe it and let nature take its course, and that's what we're going to do. But I'll also keep you posted on that. Uh, this week at the website at wildflowerbeefarm.com, I'm going to post a video about... Um, I actually went into a hive that I thought was queenless, and I think it is, a small nuke. And there were some top bars there that I hadn't put any... Um, you know, structure to it. So it was simply the top bar, and the bees were making their own comb. And you're going to be able to see how the bees do that. It's quite a fascinating, I think, short video that shows you sort of how the bees uh, create those structures. So that'll be at the wildflowerbeefarm.com posting this coming Sunday. You have an amazing week. I'll keep you posted. Exciting times here at the farm, and, and the clover is just starting to bloom. We're going to have an incredible two months here of uh, clover that the bees are just excited to get involved with. You have an amazing week. I'll talk soon.